Welcome to Innisfil Accelerates, a podcast about the people and technology transforming one Ontario town. Today, we're talking about smart cities. Humans have been living in cities for a very long time. Something like 6,000 years ago, the first human settlements grew large enough to earn that title. Over the millennia, great cities rose and fell. The centers of great empires in one century could be left empty and abandoned the next. But while the fortunes of individual cities were always precarious, the idea of the city continued to thrive. But it wasn't until the 20th century when the majority of humans moved to large, densely populated cities. Electricity and plumbing and the car allowed cities to grow to previously unimaginable sizes. And now, here in the early 21st century, information technology is giving us the chance to rethink what the city can be. Managing resources like water, power, and sanitation can be far more efficient if you know exactly when to deliver those services when people need them. But redesigning the city for the information age isn't going to be easy. There are many stakeholders that need to be oriented towards a common vision. And in a democracy like Canada, getting people to agree about anything is always a challenge. So explaining the vision is hugely important. Suresh Parmesan has been thinking a lot about that vision. He previously worked with the Canadian Standards Association to develop smart technology rules and regulations for Canadian industry. Now, as the VP of Marketing for Trend Hunter, he helps brands to prepare for the next phase of the digital economy. Uh, personally, I think for me, it's it's really looking at um, a city as a system. So not only looking at technology, but it's looking at, uh, you know, how does a city, you know, act and behave smart with all the actors that they have to um, work within. What do you think are some of the bigger challenges to actually accomplishing those goals going forward? What are some of the biggest impediments to that vision? I think you hit it on the head there with vision. I think it has to start there with, you know, articulating what is that that vision of the city and I, I believe that many cities fail on this standpoint and you know, what happens in the absence of this then the general population creates their own image of what the vision is going to be and I believe with the uh, town of Innisfil they're doing it right they're getting the stakeholders together and they're trying to listen and then articulate that vision that is so important because not only for the citizens that you have they're going to be part of this evolution but also the stakeholders and actors that are going to be involved, you know, you're going to have to attract new citizens, new business, and you're going to have to work within, you know, a framework of other um, other cities and, and and part of being part of the country as well. So there's a variety of different levels. You've got the citizen at the micro level, the meso level is the city, and then the macro level is, you know, how do you operate in your country and globe? You know, I'm really interested to hear more about your involvement in the development of a lot of these ideas. How did you get interested in this topic? I'm just interested how you uh, started to contribute to a lot of these debates. Yeah, no, uh, it's a very passionate topic for me. And I've kind of uh, gravitated towards it uh, based on the roles that I was in. And I've been fortunate to work for some large uh, manufacturing companies in a variety of different um, areas. So from lighting to, you know, concrete production to uh, heating and cooling and uh, building automation and uh, security, and then most recently standards development. And um 
all, all through that, it's really looking at how those products, you know, provide something that's environmentally conscious, and then also, you know, giving, uh, you know, a, a positive environmental footprint and, um, and, uh, and value to the to markets, right? Uh, what we had, though, as we were doing this is a recognition that, okay, you operate with other systems, and you have to look at how the interoperability of those things um, and how they work together. So that's really, I've been spending a lot of my time in the last uh, seven years is interoperability, not only on, on intelligent devices, but on systems as a whole. So how does your, um, uh, you know, the, the, um, uh, the structure that you're building the, or the building materials you build a house with, whether it's, you know, wood or whether it's concrete, how does that now help interact and create the uh, heating and cooling loads that you'll require for your indoor climate, your, um, your indoor air quality. And, and then, you know, how do those systems then contribute to what's the, what's the needs for infrastructure for that city? And then, you know, how does that also play a part in, in the wider country aspect? So uh, for instance, energy management was an area that we were focused on, Danny. And, you know, you've got uh, the energy creation, the distribution and management, and then the, obviously the uh, consumption, the systems that you create um, right now, you've got, you know, a lot of manufacturers saying, yeah, it's got to be solar. Or, yeah, it's got to be wind or no, it's got to be coal or it's got to be nuclear. The, the future state has to be hybrid. And, and really, you know, what I've been looking at is how do hybrid systems work together to create something that's robust? And, and that's where this concept of, um, I th I'm, I'm looking at wise cities. So cities that, you know, look at creating this vision uh, to transform and then make sure that the, it's realistic that you're involving all the actors. And then, you know, how do you, how do you make sure that you're virtuous? And what I mean by that is the, the um, output that the output that you create for your city, how can that be used productively so it's an input for another system, and and that's really where this virtuous cycle gets created. So there are these plans underway, like in China, in Saudi Arabia, there are these authoritarian governments. They're essentially trying to create a, a smart city from the top down, and it just seems to me that's just never going to work in North America for a whole variety of reasons. Most importantly being that we're in a democratic society, but at the same time, you know, in order to have this kind of vision that you talked about, there needs to be some kind of planning. It can't just be left to the market or just to individual companies or individual actors, even individual cities to figure all this out. They, they have to have a kind of unifying vision and the kinds of standards that are put in place. And that's a difficult tension to try and navigate between kind of grassroots and top down. Yeah, no, it's a tremendous challenge and it's a tremendous opportunity as well, which again, getting back to Innisfil and how I believe they're doing it right, is they, they are going to articulate, they're going to articulate that vision, but they're doing it um, democratically, as you put, by involving the right people. And then by listening, it's that empathetic approach and it's a human-centered approach, which is the right thing to do. And then, yeah, the city's going to have to say, this is what, you know, from what we heard, this is what we are going to create. And then by that, you're going to have the alignment from, you know, the actors and, 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 uh, and industry that want to be part of that effort. And I think that's great. I think that's what the cities need to do. Uh, you know, for instance, you hear about, you know, Dubai and Shanghai, you mentioned, you know, they, they all are aspiring to be these great cities by building great, big, huge monuments, right? Which is, you know, okay, that's one approach, but what is that doing in terms of, uh, you, you know, you know, providing a, a larger opportunity for the world. And I think Dubai is now looking at becoming like a healthcare, like they're looking at healthcare and being a center for that as well. So you're seeing that they're evolving as they're moving through this. Um, one city that's cited as, as kind of a, 
benchmark is Kalmberg, and uh, it is uh, a Danish town. And they've taken the systems approach where, you know, they're looking at the city as a system. So every um, every independent uh, piece, whether it's the heating or the lighting or, or the actual management of waste is done in a, such a way that the output gets used as an input for something else. And it's, it's the environmental footprint is so small. It is, it is kind of the city of the future, I believe. Um, but, you know, getting back to your question, I think it is a challenge, but it is an opportunity as well. And Ennisville is doing, a, a, you know, the, a, the right approach on handling this. There is a real opportunity here to rethink what the city is, I think. And, you know, obviously there's been city planning, there's been zoning that's been going on for decades, but this feels like the first opportunity in a very long time to kind of rethink some of the basic assumptions of what we want cities to be like, exactly what these places are and how we live in them and how they operate. And it's it's really hard to think of another analog to it in recent history to be able to kind of rethink the very basics of how we operate these very large cities. Yeah, no, that for sure, especially now, I think in 2020, you've seen the rise of, you know, the um, citizen activist, and they are going to be more vocal on, you know, what they expect from a variety of different areas. And, you know, the city is, is going to be one of them, uh, because this is where people work, live and play. And um, I believe with I don't, I don't want to, you know, have a dissertation on sidewalk labs and what went right and wrong there. I think what is important to understand is it can't be just a technology topic. It has to be more about how the cities are going to help enable you as you work, as you raise your families and as you interact with your community and neighborhood and, and really trying to create a community concept. Um, I, I think that's where you need to build that vision of the, that, the, the future state and, and how you're bringing people along and, and, and it, it is going to be a journey. So I, I think, again, getting back to, uh, you know, doing it from a wise standpoint, listening is very important. And then you start developing your plan of action as you, as you move forward. So when you look out over the next five to 10 years, what do you see as some of the biggest stumbling blocks for municipalities like Innisfil and others that are pursuing a smart city strategy? Yeah, no, for sure. And and again, I, I think it gets back to the systems thinking and a hybrid approach to the solution. So whether you're looking at how, you know, you're managing, you know, uh, the residence for an individual and their home from the time they wake up to the time they leave the door. And then when they leave, you know, the transportation getting to and from work or school or, or you know, you know, their, their, their other daily routines and social activities um, to, you know, the, the larger interaction on supply chains and where you're getting, you know, your, your, um, your groceries and, and the agriculture you need to feed the citizens. Those are all, those are all challenges. And I think they have to be thoughtful in how you approach them. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really gravitating towards uh, the UN and uh, University of Manchester are, are putting out work around this managed responsibly, where they're looking at the ecological uh, the diversity and the ethics around, you know, how you how do you build cities? And I think that's really important conversation. Um, getting back to, you know, where the citizens feel, you know, it's empowering is really making sure that they understand that whatever the 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 um, decisions are being made, it's enabling their daily routines, and it's going to be and and it's going to be thoughtful, and you're going to listen to what their needs are and build solutions that are going to be very robust and and sustainable. Not something that, you know, technology, great. You're hearing the issue with technology infrastructure as you're building that same with water infrastructure and energy infrastructure is that it's complex. So when you're building all these layers of data, yeah, cybersecurity is a huge issue. 
Um, and that's, that's, a, that's one challenge though. But if you make it just, it's about, you know, being smart, intelligent and the data challenge, um, citizens are gonna get really confused and then really um, uh, challenge that to say, oh, hold on a second. I don't want you know, my privacy and my data. And, you know, I don't want video cameras to be tracking me. And it becomes, you know, a, a divisive topic when I think that the discussion should be, this is how these systems work together to protect your identity, but also enable the way that you work through the city. And I think that's the convert, the dialogue is not happening. I think it's, you know, unfortunately I'm a marketer as well. It becomes a marketing activity on this is why the tech is good. And it should be more about this is how the tech's empowering you to do what you need to do to, to, to raise your family and, and have a livelihood. You're going to have to look at the infrastructure and you've got to look at this from the ground up. So how you manage, uh, you know, the water distribution, the energy um, uh, creation and management, that's that's important. That infrastructure is necessary. Um, and then, you know, how do you manage the waste as well is going to be really important. And then, you know, I talked about the supply chain so and the transportation. So that's kind of, you know, as you look at from a pyramid, if you talk about Maslow, it's it's really looking at how do you, you know, create safe and, you know, the, the essential needs moving up to, you know, um, you know, the education system and the work and, and, and attracting business that's going to allow you to um, maybe uh, mitigate the need for transportation outside of the city. So the city becomes a hub you've got to talk about how this city now interacts with the other cities and then the other provinces in the country. Right. So it's, it's um, kind of a ground up approach. Uh, I think as they build it uh, one, one element uh, Danny is in, that I found was interesting um, challenge was uh, looking at uh, wastewater management. And right now we talk about tech and uh, you know, the, the, everyone's excited because, Oh yeah, we've got these, these systems that handle the waste, um, water and they put chemicals in and and it's done really effectively. Well, that's not smart because the chemicals are actually just being dispersed on you know a, a you know a time schedule. But if you can look at putting sensors in to track the uh, toxicity levels of the water, you can now disperse the right amount of chemicals to manage that process more robustly. Um, you can also look at how drones can help um, uh, complement the, um, the infrastructure required so that you don't need to send a service truck out. You can have the drones kind of manage these non-value added tasks. So, you know, getting back to that resource piece that I talked about, it's really looking at the sensible approach to managing your resources and providing the right solution um, to, to make it sustainable. Innisfil Accelerates is a program sponsored by the town of Innisfil. You can learn more about how they can help support your great business idea at innisfilaccelerates.ca.